Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Amen. Welcome back to Take It or Leave It. I am so excited to be continuing the conversation today. And as a reminder, on this podcast, we have been talking how God is looking for a servant to be prepared. And God is not a respecter of person. You know, we're living in these days where so many people say, oh, you know, God understands. God understands why I can't be there. God understands why I can't do this. And there is no scripture to back that up. God is not a respecter of person and his commandments are clear and our call to action is clear. We are to be about his business, doing his work, making disciples, right? Living a consecrated life from this world. So let's review. How do you get into the kingdom of God? You serve with all your heart, soul, and mind. Right? We've been talking about being converted, right? To become like a little child through repentance, right? And the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have talked about that on this podcast. So I really encourage you to check my titles uh, and spend some time within those podcasts so that we can all understand the importance of being converted. And I want to stress here that people are not converted by watching somebody trying to be an example. We talked about that recently, and we should just live naturally in Christ rather than try to be an example. I'm simply saying when we have that mindset of, oh, I'm an example, I have to adjust my behavior here for this group because I follow Jesus, that's the wrong mentality. If you just live naturally in Christ, that is what God is looking for. Right? It's not us as the example who's going to transform someone because if that were the case, there would be thousands more, uh, millions more, I should say, disciples, uh, especially uh, in the time of Jesus when he was on earth. They were living with the best example and still many of them turned away from him. So again, it's not the example that would transform somebody. It's the Holy Spirit that will transform somebody. So as we live for Christ, naturally, the Holy Spirit will prompt us and will lead us and it will lead others to him. Amen? It's about just living in obedience. We also recently spent some time with Paul, and Paul said, I have poured out 100% of my life to wrestle. I have overcome and was successful. Right? Paul, when he was writing his letter to Timothy, he said, I have poured myself out. Have you poured yourself out? We talked about that. Paul dedicated his life to wrestle against the kingdom of darkness. Right? We're not here to wrestle against man. Right? And Paul was going. Paul was putting his feet on the soil and he was handling each situation that he was placed in. God truly used him, but not because God forced himself, but because Paul willingly submitted his life. We recently talked about using your weapon on the target, right? Paul, he was precise and we must discern and hit the target, right? The, the reason that we are in a specific time or situation, there, there's a reason from it from God. And we want to make sure that we check off all the boxes, right? That God wants us to do in that moment. And that takes discernment through the Holy Spirit. And Paul stayed focused on the target, but many today cannot discern. So for example, they want to rebuke demons, right? Demons are everywhere. They're in the air, right? You cannot see them all the time. Uh, Most of the time you cannot see them, I should say, but you can discern their presence. You really can, and I can speak to this from experience. But 
today people want to review demons and they're rebuking demons maybe they're in a room right casting them out and they're rebuking them to the left of the room while the demons are at the super far right and they're just sitting there saying what are you doing what's going on can you not discern me over here and then they laugh right we want to be on target we want to be on target we want to be able to discern to be so precise so that when we turn um, and that was just one example by the way to illustrate we want to be precise and on target but we want to not be punching the air right paul knew what he was doing he wasn't just punching the air can you imagine like you're in a dark dark room and you just start punching the air and all you do is waste your energy paul's punches mattered right Paul's punches mattered. And of course, that's not literally, Paul was not literally punching the air. But when Paul spoke and Paul exercised the power of the Holy Spirit, it mattered and it was on target, right? He aimed and he was precise. And you know, Satan is constantly placing roadblocks to hinder the spreading of the gospel. So if you're serving God, you can feel the resistance and the heavy loads, but it's up to you to push the load to the side or to overcome it, right? What do I mean by overcome it? Climb over it. I can speak from experience. There were piles placed in front of me, things that I didn't know how I was going to overcome, but God was with me. You know, God even provided me dreams, I remember before I came to the Lord, I had a lot of dreams about snakes and I was following them. And that's not good because snakes signify the demons, right? And when you pray, this is all revealed to you. But I was following them. I was letting them lead me and they weren't even upset with me. They weren't trying to attack me. It's because they saw me as a friend because I wasn't living my life right. As I continued to grow in the Lord, he started to show me bigger snakes, but I was jumping over them right? I was dodging them. I was jumping over them and they were becoming so upset. But that's progress in the Lord. But the resistance in my life at that time, I was climbing over it, right? I was overcoming it. So you too can climb over any resistance, but you will only be 100% successful with the Lord. How else can you get into the kingdom of God? You must be devoted and dedicated Right? And I know we're talking about Paul a lot, but he was devoted and dedicated. And he has such great experience right? as somebody who hated Christians, but also somebody that was converted and loved God. What a solid example of the hope that we can have in our own lives. Right? There's hope for us. There's hope for us. You know, for my wedding, I prepped for a year. And earlier in this podcast, I mentioned that God is looking for a servant to be prepared. Right? I prepped for one year for my wedding. It was such a solid event, super important. And I prepped for one year, making lists, getting the right people there, invitations, right? We all know what it takes uh, to, to throw together a wedding, right? It's a lot of effort. And it was so important to me and I wanted it to be a perfect day. Why should God be any different? Every appointment that we have for God, we should treat it like a wedding. We should treat it like a wedding. The preparation, the punctuality, everything. We must be serious about it. And today, it's sad because most people are going to prep for one week. Or you know what? Maybe even one day before an appointment. And why is this? It doesn't matter how much advance you give a person because it matters of the character of that person. If they're not converted, they're not going to change. So even if they have a one-year advance notice or 10 years even, it doesn't mean that they're going to plan correctly right? So if you want to be good 
Would you not dedicate your full self into becoming good for the glory of the Lord? And also, just a reminder, Matthew says you cannot serve two masters, so man cannot save you. God can save you. No one can serve God in money and prosperity, family, ambition. We've been talking about this. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot have one foot in the world and the rest of our body out of the world. We must be about God's business, right? And in Matthew, when we learn that we cannot serve two masters, it says, for you will love the one and hate the other. Well, what does that mean? What do you mean hate? What do you mean hate? Hate means love less, right? If we're trying to serve God in this world, we're going to love God less, right? And we need to love God with all of our hearts. And we're warned of this. We're warned of this. You know, I feel like the list can go on of things that we've talked about or maybe things I haven't pointed out but make sense to point out. But this world today is driven by self love and it's not good people are so worried about their savings they're concerned about their savings and many are not content with their goals so uh, specifically uh, financial goals right they meet their goal maybe they they want a thousand dollars in their savings account they do it and then they make a harder goal so they're constantly upping their goal and then their focus right is on oh i need to meet my goal and then like where's jesus right are you guilty of this at one point in my life i was guilty of this right? We have our wants. And then once we have them, we want to increase what we want. And this means we're not content. We want to be content. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses, I'm going to read verses 9 through 10. It says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So what is this telling us? The love of money is going to lead us to destruction. And I know this verse specifically calls out men, but women as well. Women as well. Men and women will fall at the end if you're just seeking to be rich, if you're loving money right? Or the things that money can buy, right? If you're not with God, you're against God. And remember, Satan can drain your money so quickly. And again, just to stress, loving money is the same as loving the things that money can buy. It is a path of destruction. Neither one is good and neither one gets you into the kingdom of God. So how do you destroy a man? You destroy his mind, right? Even a woman, you destroy her mind, the mind impacts your attitude, your body, your character, right? So then your mind needs renewed. Renewed by what? Renewed by Jesus. Amen. I personally have experienced um, some strong men in my life become so broken and to watch that transformation happen, you know, as quickly as two weeks. It's, it's actually incredible in the worst way how when your mind is preoccupied and focused on things other than God, right? When you lose your hope because you're not focused on the target, you impact your life so much that it starts to manifest in the physical. Amen. So how do we know if somebody is focused on Jesus? I want to remind you of John chapter 8 verse 39. It said, and they answered and said to him, so Jesus, Abraham is our father, right? And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. So, likewise, if we're serving Jesus, we should do things Jesus says and not do things Jesus warns us about. 
that's how I know that we serve Jesus. We are obedient to him. We are paying attention when he talks. We are doing everything that we can to know what he says through the Bible, right? And Jesus also reveals to us today when we pray and we meditate, right? And we, we're truly prepared and we're dedicating that time and we're devoted to him. Jesus will talk to you. He really will. You'll discern his voice. We can tell a lot of a person based on who they are serving, right? So, you know, for example, like what is the life of a child? What evidence does a child show of who they serve, right? You can see the child's actions and this gives away his father's origin, right? What is your origin? You know, I have two little kids and I see myself in them all the time. So I know this to be true. The things that they learn, how they say things, even their little mannerisms, it's me or it's their dad. But you're going to know that those are our kids, right? Just as when you live your life based on the things that you say and your actions, right? What motivates you, the way that you think, you're going to know that you serve Jesus, right? And others will know that too. The only way to know you are a child of God is if you are doing the work, right? We want to be sure that we're children. So do the work of God. What opportunities are you seeking? And how often are we to serve God? Is it one hour each Sunday? I grew up this way, one hour in church. And I'll tell you what, it's not enough. It is not enough. We are to be serving God daily. And serving God daily is the life of a servant. And I'll be honest. Whenever I was coming into serving the Lord, I couldn't imagine having time to put the effort in to serve the Lord the way that I wanted to. And the more that I tried and the more that I stepped forward, the more that God showed me, I'm going to clear a path for you and I'm going to make this work out. And he did. And he did. And there's many today that might tell me or they might tell you, you're too serious. You're spending too much time. Live your life. Enjoy your life. But I am enjoying my life. And that is a gift from God. We're happy, we're joyful, right? Not all the time, of course, we're human, right? We have trials, right? Especially within the ministry, but God blesses us. He protects us, he provides for us. We can be content, amen? Paul also said he wrestled and fought the good fight of faith, right? And Paul didn't wrestle against his bills, right? When, when he says, I fought the good fight of faith, he's saying, I had challenges and I overcame them, right? He wasn't, his challenges weren't bills, right? Bills are our problems. Why are they our problems? Because we spend the money, right? That's a personal problem. That is not a spirit problem. Paul was dealing with spirit problems. Paul's obstacles were ministry struggles that he faced, right? He faced them head on and he climbed over them. Do you have any hardships with ministry? I know today, typically, the burdens on my heart come from the ministry, right? It's, it's, it's hard not to get disappointed when you see others not putting in the effort or you see others not helping themselves by taking the steps that they need to serve Jesus, right? These are ministry problems or Satan will send someone to deter the progress. Those are the biggest ministry problems, right? Somebody who wants to eat up all of your energy, that happens. These are the kind of struggles that Paul was dealing with, right? So ask yourself, what are you struggling with today? Did you have a fight with your spouse? Do you have a hardship in your ministry? Are you coming up short on your rent? The problems you want to disclose first say a lot about where your focus is. Don't you want to say with confidence like Paul that you have fought the good fight? 
And I encourage you and I urge you, do not leave earth without the Holy Spirit. And we don't know when we're leaving earth, right? So get the Holy Spirit today. Don't leave without fighting the good fight. Don't leave without finishing the race. Religion is not going to save you today. Church is not going to save you. Praying three times a day is not going to save you. But serving God will without a doubt, most assuredly, based on the Bible, this is what Jesus says, save you. I really want to encourage you. I want you to share this. Jesus wants you to know these things. He wants you to know how important it is to fight the good fight. He wants to know how important it is to be devoted and dedicated to the things that he says. Because when we serve God, these promises in the Bible, they are for us. Unless we are serving God, right? Unless we have been converted, we should not expect these things. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.